0: looking at us at all as a threat or you know or a a, food source no not not at all no they're busy doing their thing right i mean here we are naked as a jaybird right in the middle of the of of the
1: snow whoa whoa what was the temperature
2: yeah 36 (laughs) below do you find that that helps you get closer to wild
1: animals (laughs) (laughs) that's what vr is for right (laughs) makes sense now. Yeah. Having,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> An animal selfie.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're, you know, I got my my selfie. By the okay. way, for those listening, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. yeah especially with the buffalo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't turn your back and <laughs> smile because it's coming. <laughs> right. Right?
3: We talked about that the other day. It's, yeah. It's, you're always second guessing your decisions yeah. and you're always like, oh, I wonder if somebody else is getting something somewhere else. And, but what did you tell me the other day? You don't leave fish to find fish. <laughs> yeah, that's you. That's you said that. Yeah. Yeah. A
0: long time ago. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Welcome to Wild and Exposed. We have another podcast today about wildlife photography and outdoor adventures, and we have a special guest today, but before I introduce him, I want to encourage you, our listeners, to follow and subscribe on whatever platform you're tuning in and, uh, Show us some love. If you if you feel like it, give us a, a positive five-star rating or a thumbs up. That helps us to continue to do what we love and continue to bring more podcasts your way that take you on our adventures, as well as our tips, our hacks, and the fun we're having in the field. General shenanigans. Lots of general shenanigans. <laughs> so today, we're delighted to have our longtime and good friend Eric Brewer on the podcast with us, and he has some amazing stories over his many years of, of pursuing and filming wildlife before um, becoming, a, well, essentially a full-time or devoting a lottery year that I recognize through all our our communications to wildlife photography. Uh, he was a RCMP officer as a career and, and got into photography there as well and some very interesting stories along that line. But today's podcast, we're going to travel with Eric through some of the fun and amazing encounters he's had uh, with wildlife, specifically with gray wolves in the north, in Canada and beyond. And uh, welcome. Thank you. Appreciate that. It's uh, I appreciate you taking out the time to sit down with Mike, Ron, and I and, and uh, revisit. I've heard these stories before, which is why I kind of insisted and wanted to have Eric on here because, it, I mean, the things that happen to each... M- Every one of us, over years of spending time in wilderness, you know, there are days where you know we might enjoy the subtle things, but there are also times that amazing encounters happen, and that's definitely
3: been the case for Eric over the years as well. So, but but before you go there, I think the cool thing too is, is, so how long have you photographed in like the north in the Rockies in Canada in this area? Oh, would you say probably
0: over thirty years?
3: So what's cool is if with thirty years, I mean, I've been coming here for five years and I've seen. It just seems pretty consistent, but I'm sure over 30 years you've seen tons of changes, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. You bet. Yeah. You know, where we are right now, um, years ago, you would never see a grizzly bear here. Really? Yeah. It would be rare. And, you know, they were more, uh, I would say, uh, south of here, but, you know, probably eight, nine years ago, huge snowfall came, pushed them into the valleys, and now they've discovered the valleys and that's why they're here
3: and so they've never left after that 9 years right. so you just yep. now it's just a consistent dis- kind of thing.
0: Yeah, they discovered this great food source and why wouldn't you why would you leave, right? Right. So I mean, we've seen lots of changes um, you know pretty much everything. You'd, you know, see the ups and downs, moose disappear and now moose are coming back. Um, you know, predators come and go. Uh, you know, at at one time there were you know, wolves, there were probably 60, 70 wolves and now there there's almost none. But it's cyclical, right? And uh, and we've seen that before. Uh, So yeah, this lots of changes. Lots of changes.
3: There's got to be some stuff going on with people too, right? I mean, I'm sure the area gets visited more now, in general, by bigger population of people than ever before
0: oh absolutely and and you know it's encouraged which is great because get, people get to see things they get to see the beauty and they get to see the wildlife such as it is uh from time to time you know with 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 the fluctuations. so
3: but 30 years ago it had to be pretty sweet I bet just to come through here and you might see what a few cars a day or something
0: it, you know we would we would be in the campground here in the fall and we'd be the only one in the campground <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's pretty awesome yeah
0: like nobody came in the fall so you know it was it was it was perfect you could stay in the campground you would never have to leave sometimes everything was coming to you
3: so you could photograph the elk you could oh. see bears you could photograph everything yeah you'd uh, see all kinds of stuff because it was
0: so stuff. quiet you'd sit around in, in a lawn chair by the motorhome or whatever and stuff would just show up
3: that's pretty awesome
0: You know, we'd have herds, literally herds of elk calves playing behind us. Then three or four moms watching them and then, you know, they'd make a little peep or a sound and next thing you know, there's all these other moms show up, right?
1: That would be awesome. Yeah. So you've recognized that as like a, a babysitting group. Uh, they they go off and forage and leave a couple of oh yeah absolutely responsible yep. for all the yeah baby. you'd have
0: eight nine ten sometimes you know calves th- in this open field playing in sawdust piles and stuff, uh, and uh, there'd be three or four cows, so you knew that those four cows didn't have all those calves, and uh, you know like I said the odd calf would make a a sound uh, you know maybe got frightened by something and then whoosh. Income, come all the other moms from all over the place. And I remember Debbie sitting in the lawn chair one day, watching all these calves. And I'm going, you know what? You should let those, you should move back. A oh, no, no, she says, as long as they come to me, everything's fine. And I'm working at something at the picnic table. And I look back and she's gone. And I look up and she's on top of the motorhome <laughs> because it wasn't so much that they came to her. It said they did come to her. And mom said, no, no, that's not going to work for me. Next thing you know,
1: zip <laughs> she's on the roof. So, <laughs> so they're somewhat protective and, uh, of their calves and watchful. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But that's a, I think a, a really great observation, just to highlight some of the intelligence of of these animals. And oh, for that's elk, sure. The fact that bet. they have this communication where they know they can leave their offspring with these other right. moms, right? And they're fine. Oh, know? absolutely. So they, they c- yeah, the fact that they can communicate that to one another and share that responsibility is an observation that you've collected over over time. Oh, yeah,
0: I mean, you see it even today, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not in
1: the same numbers you used to
0: see it, but you still see it today where you see a cow, you know, bedded the other day with uh, two calves, and neither one of th- or one of them was hers and the other one wasn't, so she was babysitting, so,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Just real briefly, Eric, um, your background is what got you into wildlife photography, as I understand, correct?
0: Oh, yeah, back in the 80s, uh, in the early days the the organ the RCMP used to be responsible and they still are for the migratory uh, uh birds act and when I was stationed in mission years ago we had a whole like the, the the rivers and the ponds were filled with ducks and we'd have eagles and osprey and stuff like that and and they came to me one day and said well you guys are patrolling this area would you mind taking photos of them so that's kind of what started it all was you know an old K- pentax k1000 camera with a nothing lens on it and you know a roll of 36 film and you're just click 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 and send the film off and send them the the images and they were thrilled and that kind of got things moving so
3: so did you review the images before you sent them off or did you just send them the roll oh no, of no
0: no we'd send the the, at the in those days you send the film to the to the photo lab in ottawa and they would process them all and send them back Sometimes they send little notes in, what's this, you know, and then you'd explain that you're doing it for the migratory game bird guys and they go, okay, no problem. And off you'd go. And then I kind of get into taking my own camera and getting a few close up stuff and just seeing how, you know, what I could do with what I had at the time and, and that kind of spawned it.
3: So what was the evolution going from what I was assuming a 50 millimeter lens on a K1000 to then you're like, oh, if I had a 200, I could get this, or if I had oh, a 400 yeah. yep.
0: And then a lot of it started out as video. We did a lot of video at first. Um, You know, probably in '87, I bought a big Pentax shoulder-mounted you know video camera of the day with the big giant you know VCRs (laughs) in it, and and that was that was where it started. And I I did carry uh, a thirty-five millimeter with. I think at that time it was like a sort of 80 to 200 equivalent, right? And that's that's it. That's all I had. Because it really wasn't taking a whole ton of stills, but I still wanted to have a few that went with the video. And uh, and then from there, we were shooting bears one time on a river, and I met a guy. Uh, actually, I met him where we are today, and and he was going in high-end video stuff, and he just purchased this big camera, and he wanted to sell his 600. And I'd just bought in a, 300 f4, and he said, "Well, you can get this six. It's an f4 too." And so I bought the six from. I still have it, and uh, that that's kind of the video went out the window after that. And I had a, a GL1 for a while, a Canon, and shot with that, and did stills. And you realize, you know what? It's not easy to do both. So we just moved from from the video to st- just to straight stills after that. So, but so got some great stuff. You know, we were talking about wolves, and uh, back in the Mid, mid-90s, mid 95, 96, we were photographing some grizzly bears. And I put my camera bag down for a minute and I went, went to pick the lens up and out of the bushes comes his face and it's a gray wolf. And I got two shots of it and that was it. I thought, well, that was pretty cool. Never seen one of those before, and especially where we were. And uh, for the next nine days, we had a pack of, of of nine that spent the whole nine days that we were there with us. And it turned out to be the group of wolves that actually uh, lived on the coast and fished. And I remember the Raincoast Society coming uh, up the river one day, and and they we were talking about it, and and they were just desperate for the video that we shot, and because uh, they they were perplexed about these wolves, like what's going on here? And nobody had really figured it out yet. And I you know, today, of course, they're, they're well known and and they know about them and they're, I don't know if they're a, a subspecies or whatever, but they fish. And, you know, we shot video of these wolves working as a team in the river, catching salmon. You'd have one run down the river and chase the fish and other, another one coming in from the side, exactly the way they do it when they're hunting caribou or elk or whatever, you know they have the ambush, right? And they would come out and grab these fish, and the next thing you know, you'd hear yipping and yowling up on the hillside where we were off the river in the mountain, and the pups feeding the pups these fish, and you, you know the the interaction between the grizzly bears and the wolves was just phenomenal. You'd see the the wolf laying on the little peninsula of grass with with a salmon, and we had a sow with a two-year-old cub. And they were phenomenal fishers, and the cub especially. And mum cuts a salmon, and they're they're walking off the river, and you could see the the devil in the cub's eyes, right? He's just giving this wolf the side the side glance as they're walking off the, off the river, and the next thing you know, he just peels off, and they're chasing each other all over the place, right? It's not that wasn't the fish because if the the wolf left the fish there, and off off they go chasing each other around, and. You know, in some of the photos, um, we photographed there was a black bear had a cub up a tree in the same same place, and the, the wolves were on the river. And you could we saw this black bear come over, and she just grew exponentially, right? Fur was up, and you'd see the wolf coming towards her. And I shot the, fo- the shot, and I didn't see it until I'd processed the, 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 the film. In the trees to the left is a shadow, and it's the second wolf. Coming in, and they were looking for the cub, is what they were looking for. But it was up a tree, and mom was was not really happy that they were there, and and eventually ran them off, chased them off. But because it was just the two of them, but but yeah, that was that was kind of fun. And you know, we we saw those guys, not every time we were there, but they would come from time to time in the river and fish, and and you'd you'd hear them and you'd see them from every once in a while, and that was it was pretty cool, and it was. It the cool part of it was to understand what they were. That they weren't just your normal, you know. You go to to the park and you see, you know, in in and see wolves running around. It wasn't those wolves. It was something, and they all looked the same. Look very much the same, color wise and and size. They weren't big animals, but they just love fishing.
3: And then, so they're they're taking part in the fish during that season, and then would probably transfer over to other coastal type. Yeah, well, you see them today in some of the videos
0: that are out there, you know, uh, taking uh, opening clams and oysters and stuff along, along the, the seashore and, and uh, whatever else they can catch, crabs and stuff like that. So they're, you know, they're, they're fairly, they like seafood, <laughs> really, you know. But that was, a, that, was, that was a great experience because it was something that you just never saw before. And most people will never, ever see that type of interaction with you know f- wolves actually fishing you they're kind of going what the heck's going on here right and then you to realize later on many years later that that's what they do that's their their niche yeah that's their that's their thing you know i'm i'm sure they did they you know ate other things when the salmon were running but but these guys uh yeah that's what they did and it was fun to watch
1: oh, and you were among the first to to be there to recognize that, that well, this it, was
0: yeah. And that was the interesting thing with these people coming from this, you know, the Rainco Society who do the research and then for them to be really keenly interested in the video of, of what we, what we had seen and, and, and videoed and photographed. And then later on and, you know, over the years to see them come and say, oh yeah, we finally got, you know, we photographed these guys and we videotaped them doing what we saw in your video. And, and uh, so that was, that was pretty interesting to be kind of there when it, ha- when, when it first kind of gets, this d- gets discovered.
3: So. Yeah, and that was what ninety five, ninety six. You said yeah, it was
0: in the mid to mid nineties in there. I can't, don't remember the exact year, but it was about right, about in there, ninety six, something like that.
3: And there's still, you still see lots of pictures, in, or it's probably more common now to see pictures of them. And
0: oh, absolutely, yeah, people yep. go there now, mm-hmm. yep. you know,
3: for eco tours
1: and, and yep. to see all parts of the rainforest and northern BC coast that way. And um, but yeah, it you know it makes sense because wolves are so intelligent and there's this food source. Oh yeah, that is predictable it's yeah. annual and you know if any species you know bears aside are mm-hmm. going to pick up on this it's them yeah, yeah and, for sure but to also know that they hunt with such coordinated effort for all their game exactly and to recognize like you did that yeah. they were doing this actually for the salmon when yeah. they came into the rivers exactly yeah i mean what a thrill and what a, what a oh. unique experience to witness it
0: was, and then you know to sit there i remember the day we took the video camera and, and i just turned it to the sky because they were all howling around us Right. And it was just that primal feeling you got. The hair in the back of your neck is standing up, but you realize that you're 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 experiencing something that vast majority of the population will never ever experience in their whole life, right? And just had the camera just turned up just for the sound. And it was it was really special, you know.
1: I think it's what we live for. Oh, absolutely! So, you know, you our, bet. Our personality is yeah. that way, and yeah. and I, you know, appreciate you sharing that with our yeah. listeners. That's I love that story.
0: You get to see things and and uh, experience that stuff that nobody, you know, gets to experience. But like you said, with the podcast, it's great because people can hear it right and know what happened and know what's out there. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Before you go any further, yeah. bet you keep saying we. Right. I think you better introduce your co-pilot. Not on oh, the my podcast, wife. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but tell us yeah. who, you, well, who you're referring to when you say Well, we. yeah,
0: my wife, Debbie, like she's, you know, she's like a right arm, right? We don't go anywhere. And then the pets too. Everybody, everybody goes on <laughs> holidays, right? If there's a shoot going on. It's it, the dog's there and now with the cat and, and everybody gets to experience life, right? Yeah. That's what we said about Daisy. She's got the dog. She's seen more bears than most people ever see in their whole life. Right. You know, and she just loves it. And now the cat's figured it out. Sits there and kind of looks out the window and right, watches calmly, what's going yeah, on and yeah. takes it all in. Yeah,
1: They're great personalities in their own right, Yeah, for sure. So can we spin on, on to the winter story? There was one when I was early on. I mean, I've known you for a lot of years, and and like I said, uh, you're an amazing storyteller. And there was this one uh, story with wolves in this region in the ro- northern Rocky Mountains that, that really struck me. First time that I heard it, mm-hmm. and I was wondering if you'd share that one as well. It had to do with well, I, I want you to set it up because I don't want to give it away as far as the presentation of it, but the the way the wolves interacted around and with you when this oh. occurred, and and seasonally okay. when it happened, and and why, and and just how. Well, this was
0: a fall uh, it trip, and uh, we're we're coming down along the river. And there's a big bit of a bend in the river and we hear this commotion in the water and look over and there's a moose running down the center of the river with two wolves chasing it. And one of them leaps up and grabs her by the hind quarter. And just as he does that, or they do that, they we locked eyes and they both drop off into the bush they go. And the 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 uh, moose the cow is standing in the river and she's pounding her hooves in the water and literally screaming i'd never heard a moose make a sound like that ever and her fur was up so obviously stressed so that ended and nothing nothing came of that and uh, we left and and we we came back the following day and we see a wolf coming out of the river with some meat so it was pretty obvious that later on, they had taken her down. But what was interesting about that, to take a step back, is that when, as we were leaving, she walked into the trees exactly where the wolves went in. It was like she was following them into the trees for whatever reason. I I don't know what it's, what it's about. But anyway, they, they had obviously gotten her and they're packing meat and they're packing it across the river and up this bank, this grassy knoll and into the, behind us. So we thought, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. Maybe Maybe they're taking it to the pups because they don't want the pups near the, near the carcass because bears come along, get, pups get killed. So we sat and watched it for a while, and they would come and go and come and go. And so Debbie's sitting beside me, and it's probably a couple of hours that this has gone on, and there's not much happening. And I catch some movement out of the corner of my eye, and I nudge Debbie, and I go look over here. And So we, we'd seen this group before, and one of the adults had was lame. And when we saw them, the lame one was with the pups, was babysitting, and uh, because the other adults were gone, and we hadn't seen them probably for four or five days, they'd gone off on a hunt. So I look over and I see this wolf, and it's walking. It's probably, you know, 20 yards away, 20 meters away, depending on where you're listening to this. (laughs) Sure, sure. (laughs) We play that game all the time as far as temperatures and so. So I look over and it's and it's walking really slowly and it's looking right at us, right? And as it's doing that, I I nudged Debbie and I said, "Look, look to the left, but don't make it obvious." And all of a sudden out of the trees comes an adult and and the pups. And this so what we thought was the the lame one was the decoy and they were moving the pups from one location to the other because this one's looking right at us right eye to eye and the other ones are sneaking the pups away they did it twice to us we were sitting in another spot because we fig- we'd found where they went and they were still bringing meat back to the pups and they did exactly the same thing the the lame one comes out and it's it's just got our attention right and then same thing moving the pups moving the pups and they were beautiful they had four pups one of them looked like a cat a beautiful kitten face Oh, they were just beautiful animals, those guys. But it just goes to show you, like you said, intelligence, right? Let's throw a decoy out there, and then we can move the little ones and nobody will know where we're going, right? But never, you know, to kind of look at that in the sense of the big bad wolf syndrome, right? No aggression, nothing. We were in the middle of all this, and they were fine with it. They just ignored us that we were there, and we could photograph them and watch them do their thing. And as long as we didn't en- encroach in their area, they were fine, and uh, we did that for probably a week watching them uh, finish that uh, that moose off in the river before a grizzly came and and took it over.
1: Wow, what an opportunity!
0: Oh, it was it was phenomenal, especially to see those pups and you know and you know watch them bring the food and then th- the whole decoy thing. You couldn't have scripted it any better, right? like watching a movie and <laughs> somebody's right. planned all in this it. out and you're, you're in you're it in exactly it. yeah yeah
1: for a lot of that scenario were you able to i know it was a while ago and, and you didn't have the capabilities that we have now with digital mm-hmm. with the high, higher higher iso um were you able to film much of it photograph much of it or was it more subject just witness because a lot
0: of, of it was just we just visually saw it and some of it we videoed uh with an old with a little handheld sure. camcorder right like we've probably got i don't know 500 little Digital video tape sitting in a box at home with all this hundreds of hours of stuff on it that, you know, now today it'd be like, what's all that grainy stuff that you're trying to show me here, right? But uh, yeah, we were able to get some stills and and uh, and some uh, and some video mainly. The video was really good because it had you could shoot it in low light, so it wasn't too bad. But right. yeah, that well, was a lot of fun.
1: Wow, that's time served. Right? All of our adventures that we do, and once in a while, you have something magical happen like that. And with wolves, I mean, that's an apex predator, and again, so intelligent, and then this yeah. pack behavior, and they witness witnessing how, you know, what they kill as well. Even that, you know, I, and that was one of the things that struck me about this story the first time that you told me that I heard it was that the cow, and I, I've heard this happen at times with prey species, like that she followed her in on the, on the trail they went. Did, didn't, right follow the wolves in. Right. The same exactly, path. It yeah. doesn't make sense. You'd think the prey animal would just go 180 degrees, opposite direction, right. run for safety. Um, but it seems, and, and again, I can't explain this either, but it seems sometimes animals, they, don't give up, give it, it, yeah, they give up. Yeah. But she wasn't mortally wounded. Oh, it. no, not at all. The right. only thing
0: that she had was when the one grabbed her right hind or left mm-hmm. hind quarter, just pulled That's some fur out. And that was it. Everything else, she was fine.
1: Yeah. So, so. some, some of these ungulates I've, I've noticed that and, and, Some are are more fighters than others, but, you know, the caribou, for instance, you know, seem to give up pretty easily. And and it's not to, it's not a negative comment on their behalf. It's It's just an interesting observation that when this predator-prey relationship happens, it unfolds naturally. It's part of this planet. It happens all over that people just don't associate with anymore, but it really is this planet in all aspects. And, you know, we've always been drawn to these top mammalian predators like wolves, but, um, to see that, to see the prey species mm-hmm. seemingly accept just it, walk in and give up. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's something. Uh, I mean, it's a powerful observation that we can't necessarily relate to. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah, we would run away or do something to mitigate it, you know, or whatever. But she, yeah, she just wandered in, and and obviously they were there waiting, and took her down on the riverbank. So,
3: I think one of the yeah. important things you said though was. And, and you can just talk to this, talk about this. You've had tons of encounters with wolves, and tons, have you yeah. ever, ever had one be aggressive? Never. No. Nope. See, I just, it's Hollywood, or it's it's the movies that make these wolves to be evil, and the few of us that get to experience it, I've never had it. No. Nope. I've never seen aggression towards a human. No, I've sat there and watched a similar thing to what you've mm-hmm. described, and that's just how they survive. But. Yep. And, and, all, they're and they're
0: curious. I, that's what I find too. It's it's not like you know you show up and they run off. Like somehow there's this myth that when you when you you see a bear or a wolf, it should run away from you. Well, they're very intelligent. They're very curious, and that's what they do. They come oh, What are you? And they you know figure it out and figure out you're not you're not a threat to them, and they just go do what they want. The closest we saw to any type of aggression was the f- a family group going down a trail, and we saw somebody tried to follow them. And the the, the rear the adult at the rear turned around and growled at the the guy. And when he backed off, it turned around and it left and stayed with the group. It was almost like, stay where
3: you are, we're leaving. And that's like a natural response. Sure, yeah. You know? But if you're being good about what you're doing and not yeah. trying to pursue, obviously they're not going to be aggressive at all.
0: No, not at all, no.
3: And sometimes, just like you said, they'll come to you just out of curiosity. Yep. Yeah. You know, you're not gonna pursue them, but if it's on their terms it yeah. happens
0: frequently. Well we had we had wintertime one time in late November, thirty six below zero, we ca- we got sixteen wolves in the snow. And we're f- we're shooting the hell out of them, right? I mean it's, it's the perfect light, everything was great, but sixteen of them, two days and nothing. We're w- we're with them for two days and they're not they're just mousing the trees. Uh, doing, you know, looking for whatever they can find, trudging through the snow, and we're there with them, and they're not looking at us at all as a threat, or you know, or
2: a, or a, a food source. No,
0: not not yeah. at all. No, they're busy doing their thing, right? I mean, here we are. Naked as a jaybird, right in the middle of the sn- of, of the snow. Whoa, whoa! What was the temperature? Yeah, Thirty six <laughs> below. <were> naked? <laughs> yeah. Do you find that that helps you no, get closer? No, it's close very the bracing. You know, it's bracing out That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. what VR is for, right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, makes sense now. I yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know, I mean, it was it was it was awesome. And then you know to see those same, some of those same wolves in the spring, at the different coats, and you know they. And to you know you, yeah it's it's incredible to watch and to see and and to you know I, I don't think we've had a year in the last 20 years where we haven't encountered some a wolf or wolves you know a number of them i remember we were on the one river down here uh in the winter time as well we'd we'd been up in the high country we found a, a moose carcass and the wolves were on it and we were Scooting along the river, and we did some glassing, and there was the whole group on a little peninsula, and there was a light-colored one, and it was blood from the neck down, and it really, you know, we kind of wonder what the heck is that. So we put snowshoes on, out we go, and and what they'd done is, I, you know, I, my understanding is they don't like other canines, right, and they got this fox and shredded it. And that's but you know that's they they and coyotes are the same they just don't tolerate it, although, we had a an encounter with a a young wolf on a carcass an elk carcass one time, and uh, it tolerated the the coyote and I don't know why it did it probably because it was young, and it let the coyote kind of feed on the peripheral of this carcass while it uh, took meat and then left and went to the den to to where the other wolf to where the young were. And but and every, but would come back, and the kite would back away, and and it would slowly make its way up, tail between its legs, and kind of feed a little bit. But uh, you know that's that's the only time I ever saw that, where the where where they tolerated another another canine in the area, even close.
1: Maybe if it's just the individual wolf that way in the age and then there's so yeah. much food right there. Could be, yeah. Whereas if they encounter one another uh, when they're just mousing right. mousing and looking for small tidbits yeah. here and there that's a different mentality. Yeah, survival for the winter or whatever. Or yeah. a pack. Yeah. yeah. It could be exactly. around, you know, they have more food to yeah. they have to find and it's more confrontational. But yeah. But again, that's another uh, awesome uh, observation of time yeah, in no, the field Lots of fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> that's why we do it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
3: So a lot of those are are Stories from Canada, and you you shoot a lot in Alaska. Yep. And they shoot a lot in the Lower 48 too. Right. So you, I think you recently got back from a trip down around Lake Yellowstone. What are some of your favorite stories from either of those areas? Well,
0: last year was probably the best. There, we had we were able to photograph 39 individual wolves last year, and it was it was crazy. You had carcasses that you could literally photograph um, them on. Which, from what I understand, is just not the norm in the right? winter. In in, no, this was in the spring. Was it? Was snow, yeah. was
1: snow had melted at that point, or
0: well, snow was melting, and all of a sudden pfft, there's a buffalo, winter kill buffalo, and the next thing you know, there's a you know two grizzlies on it, and then the wolves come in, and the grizzlies leave, and and uh, yeah, so that last year was probably the, the uh, was a great year. This year again, we we weren't uh, skunked as well. We got uh, wolves. Last year we had a a pair. Uh, harassing um, a bison cow with a stillborn calf, and and that was really something to watch. You know, you watch them; they're not interested in the cow because she's pretty healthy, and but they were interested in that uh, in that calf. And you know, to look at the the connection, the bond between the the cow and the calf, even though it was dead, she'd wander off, you know, three four hundred meters away, get a drink of water, and then you would just see the the gears in her mind clicking right. And she'd run back and chase everything off and then just go and kick this thing around to see if it would get up and it wouldn't get up. And then she'd wander off. And and that was about four hours. And way off in the distance, another cow comes by. All by herself, comes up. They come to each other nose to nose. The one that wandered all that way leaves. And about 10 seconds later, she wanders off and never comes back. It was almost like they had a conversation, you know, it's okay, you know, move on. And that's, that. it was pretty amazing to see that, you know, where they, uh, when they interact like that.
3: Yeah, it's really amazing. It I is. Mean, it's, it's, that's the beauty of doing what we do. If you're in the wildlife and yeah. you're into the outdoors, we get to see, it's, it yeah. just speaks, you got to put in the time. Oh, sure. When I mean, you put in the time. Yeah, exactly. It's and amazing.
0: And in that encounter, when the two wolves are, are working the cow, there's five coyotes in the periphery. Waiting for their turn, but they're not getting anywhere near these two wolves they're staying back a little bit and and uh, just seeing if maybe they can share, but probably didn't happen
2: <laughs> we've talked before about the importance of uh, observe, being an observer and with the wildlife behavior and you know the things that you've touched on are things that you know a lot of people wouldn't have even noticed, so being an observer by trade. Yeah, exactly. I you're guess, looking for the from your job.
0: You're looking, yeah. yeah, you're watching for those. You're looking for the, the, not the obvious the clues, yeah, yeah, the clues, the little things that most people miss, right? The, the fine details. Yeah. And Mark's, yeah. Mark's
2: talked before on the podcast about the importance of behavior to make a better image. And yeah. I, I think that being an observer, like, you know, like you've been, it's going to give you opportunities that others wouldn't wouldn't have, they may see something and move on where, you know, you need to stick around for a while.
0: Well, and then you get, you get the sense of where to be when something is happening too. You know, most people are happy just to stand there and get, you know, with their cell phone and take a shot. Whereas you're more interested in kind of moving around and seeing, okay, what can I get here? That's got something in it, some habit, you know, the habitat, the behavior and, and it, it all kind of comes and gels together, right. Mm-hmm. As as opposed to just a cell phone shot, click, oh, I'm good. I'm out of here.
3: Right. And an animal selfie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: you're you know oh, geez, I got my my selfie. By the, the way, d- for those
2: listening, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah especially with the buffalo, yeah.
0: <laughs> don't turn your back and <laughs> <laughs> smile cuz <'cause> it's coming. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's that's what it's all about is looking for those little odd things that that most people don't see, right? And y- and you gain that over 35 years of looking for those details and uh, ob- observations of of you know of things and and uh, it helps a lot yeah absolutely well you're
1: a talented photographer Thank i i enjoy a lot of your work and came very close to collaborating with you on a project last year and i hope <laughs> i hope in the future we'll have an opportunity that that one we didn't get a green light financially but uh due to history with with the publisher on a similar content, but we were going to do such a better product. Better job, yeah. Yes, we would have. (laughs) But it's not not dead. It's out there. Who knows? But I I would love that opportunity
3: um, with with
1: your work. Oh, yeah. no, Because you have so many highlight images that I've enjoyed seeing.
3: Well, that was going to be my next question. So we've talked about experiences, right? Right. But everybody has those five or ten iconic images that are your images that are your you know when you think of your images those are the ones that pop up in your head right Right. yeah so just tell us about the top one or two or three or whatever what what is that one image that you just that's when you look at that image that you're just so proud of
0: well the 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 one on my fireplace i have a 40 by 60 of four bears um it's it looked to me like these guys were three the cubs and mom was there. They so were three-year-old. Three-year-olds. And, and it was wintertime, just about denning season. And uh, we had been photographing uh, bighorn sheep. And while, coincidentally, while we are photographing the sheep, some wolves passed through. And it's mayhem. And probably out of that shot, uh, that shoot, I got just a beautiful shot of about 10 rams running right at me in the snow, kicking up the snow, heads back, and there isn't one ram in that group that's under a full curl. Every one of them is a full curl or better. But that was it. They were strewn out all over the place. So we thought, ah, we'll, we'll we'll come back another day. So we took this old road, uh, logging road. We're driving down the road and just caught movement out of the corner of my eye. And there's an old landing to the left. So a bit of snow. So We drive down there. And there they are, four of them. And they're 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 rooting the last season of rooting, and they're covered they they look like they got mitts on. they're covered in snow, their faces, everything. So we sit there for a bit, taking some shots of individuals, and then all of a sudden mum decides that this is over and they're leaving. So they walk by us and they walk on what was an old old logging road, and all of a sudden something spooked the two of the cubs, and they stood up. And they're standing with their paws down, and it looks like they've got these white um, gloves on. Faces full of snow. Mum is looking back towards us, and in the last shot of the f- of the sequence, the one the 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 last cub turns and looks, and that's what's on the fireplace, that one. And uh, the wolf stuff is really special. We've probably got five or six big 24 by 36 wolves on the wall in in this in mostly in the winter and then we've got one uh one one that I love a big grizzly bear grizzly bear with its reflection in the water and she was just massive but I mean there's tons of others you know you could go on and on, and right, on right right eagles right. and <laughs> I've got a you know wolf from Alaska I saw it in the trees and I w- walked in the trees and it was sitting and it looks up at me and it's got a few branches in front of it and it's just staring at me and of course, you're trying to take this this shot, and you're going, damn, for autofocus, right? So, <laughs> it's, so you're trying to manually focus this, and you're taking a shot manually focusing. You and as you're going through the images later, it's like fuzzy, 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 soft, fuzzy, 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 fuzzy sharp.
3: It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, I know yeah. how that goes. Oh man, you sell your prints too, right?
0: Yeah, we do a one show a year at the university where we live, mm-hmm. and uh, that's all we do. And it, usually it's word of mouth, or you know, somebody's got a print and they see it, and they go, where'd you get that? So we get a phone call from from their friend of a, of a friend, and and that's kind of how it goes. We're it's not su- it's not like we have to make a living at it, so we don't do a lot of it. And uh, when people come, they go, you know, what other shows are you going to be at? And it's like, you either buy it now or you have to wait till next year. we we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> right. So that, yeah, that's how, kind of how we do it.
1: I kind of enjoy that uh, perspective or, or not, sorry, I'm slightly, slightly envious to it as far as I, I am so grateful to do this professionally, Mm -hmm. but the friends that I've had over these decades that don't have to can just enjoy that space. Right. right. Yeah. Of being in it, and, and I've got to that point because my portfolio is big enough that I can take a step back frequently, not need images, right, um, and enjoy yeah. the behavior, the observation even more so. And I appreciate that from your perspective.
0: Yeah, you no, know. and
1: and that's why you do it first and foremost. Oh,
0: absolutely. Right? And, and there's nothing we like better than when people walk away with a smile on their face. You know, we had a student uh, come up to the booth last year, and he he says, "You know," he said, "I've been coming to your shows for." you know, year, four years, I've been going to university here and said, I could never afford anything. And I really want a caribou. So I pulled all the caribous out and I said, you pick one and whatever size you want, we'll do it up for you. And, uh, I met him and gave him the print and he was just in heaven. You know, he, he was, he loved it. So, but that's, you know, that's, that's the part of it that we like is that people appreciate it. And, you know, walk and take it, take away, you know, we've had them, people come and buy stuff and, and yeah, I'm going home to Germany for Christmas. And I really want something that, that says Canada, right? Elk, moose, bears, you know, that sort of stuff. And, and they'll buy, you know, 10 or 15 prints and we'll help them wrap them, roll them, whatever. And, and, uh, you know, off they go. That's that's the fun part for us is just seeing people enjoying it.
1: Right, of yeah. course, enthusiasm. Yeah. I and mean, you share yep. that. Oh, I just hit one of the cameras, and you guys are still on screen. All right. <laughs> <Yep>.
0: <laughs> so be, if it was the first time, we'd be concerned, but it's not. So, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's all, all the fun. It's, there's a slight uh, compromise in coordination with the lack of sleep over the last... Uh, Eight or nine days <laughs> yeah, here, so yeah. I, and and you know from history that oh yeah, yeah that sometimes you know I've helped embellish somebody's lunch with a little bit of coffee hey, here there and there you go, yeah. with uh, yeah. fatigued states, but um, but I can't help but be on trips like this because it's such a wonderful place and being in wilderness is what I live for and and what we all do, and yeah. so I do not want to be sleeping during the day unless I have to shut down if it gets to that point. So we do push it and and these long days in springtime, try to live it up here in, in the wilderness and, and
3: get w- the experiences we can. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, uh, so we've all been here, or you've been, you're going to be here for, what, three weeks, four weeks or yeah, something? Yeah, here. it'll be three weeks. So what's the highlight from, from this year so far for you? What, what have you seen that's been the cool factor? I think the, factor?
0: probably the, the best, for me, image-wise, w- is the grizzly sow with the two cubs of the year standing on the shale, and one is sort of standing on a bit of a raised rock right at her right shoulder and none of them are looking at us. They're all looking down at something else, which was really cool. That's probably the one of these shots of the of the last three weeks. But there's thousands of others that are, you know, the little the little cubs, uh the black bear cubs, three cinnamons playing, you know, wrestling and fighting. You don't you see too a lot, right? but you never see three interact. One's always hanging out with mom or sticking close to mom or on its own. But to see those three guys, you know, f- just rolling and fighting, and they're so tiny. You know, they remind you of a kitten almost. Um, that That's that's just so cool to watch.
3: So how do you do it with your images? Because you shoot, but Debbie also shoots too, uh, right? Yeah, so so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so you guys have thousands of images i'm sure you come back from every trip do you wait till the winter and then say okay i've got this many thousands of images to go through or do you go on a trip and then you'll go back before your next trip and try to pull selects then or do you what, what's your how yeah do you do pretty that?
0: much like we'll we'll like even this last yellowstone trip when we got home i i took some some shots out and and i mean i haven't really gone through them all but we'll we'll do another trip here coming up Uh, in about two weeks and then when we get back we'll have a big a fairly big break and I'll go through everything we've shot so far Um, and then figure out kind of a lot of times it's rush you you just go yeah that's cool that's great we've got a ton of this so we don't really don't need a lot of that and uh, and we'll 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 do some printing get some metals done or do canvas or just prints whatever we need and then off we go and uh, we'll go from there and then the same with the fall the fall is usually a rush because when we get back, it's not long before the sh- the show that we do in October, and uh, so we have a real short window. And we'll a lot of times we'll we'll kind of have in our mind already what we think we need to print from what we've shot, and those are the ones we'll we'll key in on, and uh, and get those done. And uh, and then over the winter, I'll start going through them again. Like, you know, we shot those wolves in the wintertime in 2006 and I'm still going through those images and going, why the hell didn't we print that? <laughs> you know, like that's just the way it is, right? You you guys have all been there, right? And Debbie's, you know, she'll shoot 20, 30,000 images and then we put them <laughs> on the hard drive and there'll still be 20, 30,000 <laughs> images there, right? So, but this year she's been doing really good. She's got a, you know, I've given her one of the, uh, uh, big bodies and she's got the 80 to 400 and it's working real well for her so she's got some pretty nice stuff
3: she's always been overly excited about everything I and mean, she just loves being out here right and oh. in the beginning she started out with i don't even know what you gave her as far as the yeah. camera it wasn't yeah. it wasn't anything that was no crazy no. big lens or but she was out shooting right yeah and every year that i've known her i believe the term is blasting yeah yeah, she's blasting. Blasting. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now she's actually got a a really decent lens and a decent camera. And she was telling me the other day that someone was like, oh, this is your best way to focus. And she's like, my pictures are sharp. Yeah. I've got sharp ones now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there's the argument over who gets the big card, right? The 32 (laughs) versus the 16s.
0: And yeah, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) But I remember when we were coming here, the first time we, I bought her this camera and and, uh, there's a wolf and she goes, I, I can't, How come I can't see anything? What's going on? I said, you take the lens cap off, <laughs> oh, <laughs> click, <no. laughs> and then, of course, the wolf's gone, right? Right, right, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, she's come a long way since I've known her. Oh, yeah. In, I, I think even if she wasn't shooting, she just loves being out here. Oh, so you bet. It's, yeah. it's all about the experience, and yeah. the photos are secondary, but I think the photos are getting right up there with the experience now for yeah. her. Yeah. That's cool. Her enthusiasm
1: is second to none. Oh, and it's like you know. I said we, sh- we
0: should pull the trailer to Alaska this year. No, no, I love the tent, and when we can't do the tent anymore, we'll we'll pull the trailer up to Alaska. So okay, whatever. <laughs> I d- I don't mind the tent, so it's fun, nice and cool, fresh air, right?
3: And that's your next trip, right? You guys are going to Alaska? No, no, we'll do two weeks uh,
0: in uh, on, along the west co- up the, the west side of BC, and uh, that'll a lot of that'll just be fishing in the lakes and just having fun and if we see something fine if we don't we're not that That two weeks we're not too worried about it we'll take the ca- the gear along we did it last year took two shots and <laughs> you know, we had a, uh, a surf scoter in the in the lake shot hmm. two or three shots of it and then uh, never took the camera out again
3: and sometimes it's kind of fun to do that right it
0: now. is you know just to watch you know go look at the sa- the scenery the sights and take the zodiac and zip out on the lakes and see what's out and about and
3: and then after that, it's Alaska.
0: Yeah, it'd be Alaska. After that, I we'll would do three weeks, almost a month. Actually, by the time we, the day we leave, by the time we get home, yeah. And then we'll have a short break and one more trip,
3: and then winter sets in. I mean, can you believe we're talking about winter already? I know no, that was fast. <laughs> yeah. That spun around pretty quick. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. We yeah. just, uh, we just lost snow. Yeah. Yeah. not yeah. that long ago. And yeah. there so. we are talking about. Yeah. But
1: uh, you know, when I arrived on this trip, and and the first. I'm not even gonna say the first day. The first, I don't know if it was 10 minutes that I, I saw you. I think I saw that picture of the grizzly <laughs> and the cubs on the shale, yeah. and it is phenomenal. So th- those highlight pictures from from our trips, you know, I can't resist when I get back to do them mm-hmm. immediately if they're not already processed right, before I'm yeah. back. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but that I yeah, you have to do that big on metal and
0: um, oh, it'll go on metal for sure. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: just the texture, the shell, all those layers, all those lines. But the and then the cubs and the, and the cub in front of this giant grizzly bear. she's a beautiful bear. Yeah, yeah, standing with his front paws on this on this rock. Yeah, you can see the cute little paws, and he's yeah. alert and looking around, and but in a curious way, the picture has a calmness to it. But oh it, yeah, it, it's a calmness yeah. and it's a motherhood and cute cubs and yeah, wild. Yeah, and no you know, stress. Right, they're just no stress,
0: having a look around. Right. What's, yeah. what's here? And it's a fabulous. It's yeah. a, it's,
1: to me, you know, and, and I, people ask that question like you did, Mike, where, you know, and people do have their favorite images. It's hard. I could never pick one. I couldn't pick five because I like all these different species. So I have favorite images. And, and sometimes it ties into the experience. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe oh, like yeah. the wolf encounter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this image, I have to say, has to be one of your mm-hmm. lifetime favorites.
0: Oh, it's nice. And it kind of goes back to th- we've got another medal with. of. Uh, th- uh, a sow with two yearlings on a log and they're sleeping. It was 4.30 in the morning in Alaska and you're, you know, you're just out walking around and oh. there's mum with th- and they walk over to this log and you're kind of going, wouldn't it be neat if they just <laughs> did this, right? And they just dis- did that, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, Tell mu- yeah. Mum walks up and, r- you know, drapes over the log and then a cub and a cub. And then what's really cool is you look at this log and all the detail in this old gray log and, Right underneath, it's all the the back feet, mm-hmm. you know. And people they're looking at the bears and they're kind of say, "Look at down here." And they go, "Oh, that's so cute, you know, with the feet." And they're just draped over this log, sound asleep.
3: I was on that same shoot, right? Yeah, you were. Yeah. So, um, funny story. Those same bears, I went last year. Right. The dig- to that same yeah. place. Yeah. Those same bears went to that same log and did the same thing. <laughs> well, that's cool. It First, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. First
2: day we were there. Yeah, And I had, I had seen the shots that Mike had and thought, yeah, that'd be a great opportunity. And boom, yeah. same log.
0: That's amazing.
3: Yeah. You know, and it, well, but stuff happens, right? That
0: you can't, you can't write it all down. You know, just the other day we get a, we've got a, a sow and a cub grizzly. She's, sow's three years old and. You know they go through this old swampy area and we kind of go up where there's a little pond and there's a log across the back of the pond and the water's flat calm and you go wouldn't it be cool if they walked on that log and sure enough (laughs) there they go right beautiful reflection in the water i don't want to hear sorry. that story again. sorry sorry about you that
1: know, nine nine times out of ten that wishful <laughs> thinking doesn't happen when it does you never forget it right you remember that moment forever yeah, yeah. and i can't wait to see the image yeah it's, you know and we yeah. we elected to go to another region and we were filming black bears yeah. mm-hmm. which was a great experience it was but a, not it's a good show but it wasn't a reflection walking across a log yeah. a, a on perfect that's and you know water. that's the
0: thing that people talk about though well i missed this and i missed that no you know you whatever you were doing is what you needed to be right. doing at the sure. time right and yeah. it's just it happens and you know you're you you know you could be walking through the f- trees like you know one of our other friends and oh there's the links he's the only one that got it right mm-hmm. stuff happens
3: yeah we yeah. talked about that the other day It's, it's, you're always second guessing your decisions and you're always like, I wonder if somebody else is getting something somewhere else. And, but what did you tell me the other day? You don't leave fish to find fish. (laughs) Yeah, that's you. That's (laughs) you said that. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's like at home. I, you know,
0: I've been chasing our links in our yard. We live on acreage and. It's kind of a green belt, and I've got all these trail cameras up, and all these damn links are there all the time. I checked the one in my driveway, and there's mom and a kitten walking across. And do you think I can find those buggers to photograph them? (laughs) I've done everything to bring them in, and they just, I never see them. Right. You know? One time, I opened the front door to let the dog out in the wintertime, and there it is sitting on the snow. So bring the dog back in. The cat just doesn't even run away. It just walks off like with the attitude right Mm -hmm. like yeah so I start following it get my camera followed in snow through the trees a couple of the trails on the property and and then I'm coming back and as I'm coming back I'm seeing footprints where it doubled back and it was following me while I was following its tracks (laughs) right so it's like
1: (laughs) yeah lots of fun that's awesome yeah I don't I don't know if we have time what's on the podcast but I have I wanted to just elaborate a little bit I had a thought on the log thing with the grizzly bears right so you think of these intelligent species you know everybody has their routines you know if we put if we if we put humans in this group of intelligent intelligent mammals you know we all go back to places we enjoy mm-hmm. we go to a vista we go to a lakeside we have our favorite seat in the house or th- or we like to sit on this end of the couch or you know and these bears have figured out whether it's a vantage point for safety due right. to the mother with the cubs, or it's just comfortable because this log is the perfect height, mm-hmm. they go back to it. Why not? I mean, that kind of observation, they are that intelligent that, you know, yeah. it, it it's easy to see that, these routines, you know, what makes the best fishing? Where's the best point on the river yep. to ambush and catch the salmon? Yep. I don't
3: think we give them enough credit, you know, because I think you just assume oh there's no way that they would know that but yep. it's like putting a trail camera out in an area what do you get you usually get that animal you get a face shot of that animal because that animal immediately knows that the trail camera is there and they walk right up to it and they look <laughs> right at it like what is What? who brought yep. this into my house Yeah, right no sorry <laughs> 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 it, historically, yes. But like yesterday's
1: podcast, I think it was yesterday before, but get the black infrared ones and then they won't be looking at it unless they're sent on it. But you're right. Typically, historically, they would see it and they would do that.
3: But even sure. even the, like, I don't know. I just, I know the animals. It's it's like if if someone went into your house and moved right. your couch, sure. you'd be like, that is not supposed to they, be there. right? And I would say that these animals would know oh, we can cross the river on this log down here because mm-hmm. we've been doing this for years or we know that this is... Yep. Whatever the situation is, they just know it. It's just, yep. you know, uh, uh, being a hunter and you're you're trying to, to hunt elk or whatever, it's the same thing. It's like, I don't give the elk enough credit. It's like, oh, they'll never know I'm here. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. Good Forget luck. that. Of course they do.
0: Well, you know, you look at how many times <laughs> have you watched a bear want to cross a road, a busy road, and it stands there and waits for the traffic to go.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and I've seen coyotes do that. Mm-hmm. They'll just stand on the side of the road, and they'll you see them look left and look right like they've been to elementary school. Right, look left, look right before you cross the street, and they'll wait there. Yeah, you know, it's amazing.
1: Yeah, you're right, They're Mike. They're smart. You know, we don't give them enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, all think, of, all I, I don't think
3: I do in all the years that we've been out here. But yeah. I, I more and more I do. It's like, yeah. mm. but
0: you look at. You look at the, the at wolves, right? And uh, they talk about the Yellowstone, the the groups in Yellowstone, are specialists in what they do. They all don't hunt buffalo; some do, some don't. And why is that? Mm-hmm. Because they have specialists within the group who know how to do that. And I remember the story of in Denali of the the group that specialized in moose. And when those animals were taken out of the group, those that group never hunted moose again. So basically what you're saying is that, yeah, the numbers are fine. Well, the numbers might be fine, but the reality is the group's not fine anymore because you've taken away the specialists.
3: Right, you right. Know? It's the same the with, professors, isn't, the isn't teachers. there a, a group Absolutely. in Yellowstone that yeah. specializes in yeah, the buffalo? Yeah,
2: there's one pack. Yeah, that, the, the molly pack. The molly pack, and they're larger. Yeah, but
0: they've adapted. Right? They've
2: They've yeah. figured the buffalo out, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a that's a good observation to share yeah. with our listeners because Absolutely. Right, even in, even in that community there are specialists and if they yep. don't have the opportunity to train the young and hand that down, Bingo. then it's lost. It's gone. And yeah.
0: you know, that group for 3 or 4 years they said hunted rabbits. That was it. That was their main food source because they'd lost the knowledge base. And we don't think about that, right?
1: Well, let's go have some fun. So you can find our work on wildandexposed.com. And you can find all of our links through there to social media and our own platforms as well. And on whatever platform you're listening to or watching our content, please give us a positive review a rating with five stars or a thumbs up because that helps us to continue to do what we love and keeps us out here exploring and, and sharing this information on photography, wildlife behavior, and the interactions, and uh, the gear tips and, and everything that we do with our with our businesses and the fun that we have together as this team. And if you have any comments, please feel, to share, feel free to share them. Or if you have any questions, we invite that as well. And if there's any content that you'd like to see us cover in the future, by all means, let us know. Until then, enjoy the outdoors and get some fresh air. And we look forward to sharing some time with you again soon. Thanks for tuning in.